Welcome to Take 5, where we ask five questions and we get five answers from influential leaders here in Fishers, Indiana. I'm your host, Paul Hevesy. Today's Take 5 leader is Tom Britt. Tom, thank you for joining Take 5 today. Are you ready? I am ready, Paul. Thank you for having me. You got it. Let's do it. Question one, Tom, what's one thing about you most people don't know? Uh, most people don't know that I never graduated college. I, I went to Ball State, thought I was going to be an architect. I found out that the Michael Brady on the Brady Bunch uh, did not have that great of a job. <laughs> and so I transferred out. I ran out of money. I, uh, I was working full time in typesetting and I started going back to school. But I, I think I've got about a hundred and I don't know, 40 some credit hours. I went back to IUPUI with the hair and art school, thought I'd be an artist. I found out they didn't pay very well. So I ended up <laughs> um, taking night classes. And then um, I don't know, I just started a business. And I realized that I didn't really need the college education. So all my kids have graduated except for one, but I never graduated. That's very interesting. And you know, it's funny as you, if you go back, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, you know, the the common the common knowledge would be, oh, you, you can't be successful without that. But right. obviously I think the uh, the the internet age in the last, you know, twenty years or so have proven that mm -hmm. severely wrong. So that's great. Yep. Yep. I got great social education in college, but the uh, book smarts uh, kind of failed me. So <laughs> I love it. That's a great one. Okay, question two. Tom, what's one thing you love about your job? Well, um, you know, we, the thing I love the most about Town Post, so we do Town Post Network, we're a magazine franchise. So we, magaz we franchise community magazines uh, right now in Indiana, Kentucky, but we can go to about 42 other states. And the thing I love the most about it is the fact that I get a, you know, I created this model, I created this franchise model, and I created this this business that other people are actually doing better than I am. You know, they're, they're actually more successful than I was at my own business model. And that's actually very rewarding. That's, you know, it's, I, a lot of people might be envious of that or, you know, kind of feel like they've been one upped, but I don't feel that way. I like to see people succeed. And even if it's in my own business and something I created and they're doing it better than me, I mean, I just, <laughs> you know, the beauty of a franchise model is, that we make money when they make money. We're all incented for the same things. And so um, nothing makes me happier than seeing happy franchisees, happy publishers working from home. You know, they're all, they're making six figures. Some of them are making over $400,000 a year working from home. And that's, it's so satisfying to see that. Um, and so that's, that's actually my favorite part of what I do. I love that. That is so cool. And it's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on Take 5 right here in Fishers, a, a franchise company built by Tom and, and yep. having, you know, allowing people to have great success right out of here, right yep. out of Fishers. That's yep. awesome. It all, it all started over at Geist Reservoir, you know, 19 years ago um, in April. Um, and it's just kind of slowly grown. But, yeah. you know, we now have 18 magazines um, around the state and down in Kentucky. So, um it's what they call an overnight success, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's all those credits from Ball State, I guess. Exactly. All right. cashing them in, baby. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Right here in Fishers, you mentioned, is Town Post in your business. Uh, 
Question three, Tom. What's one thing you love about fishers? Um, so I live in the Geist Fishers part. So, you know, we were yeah. newly annexed back in the, um, like 2000, I think was officially annexed in. So I was on the side fighting the annexation and fighting <laughs> the town of Fishers back in the day. And now we're part of Fishers. Um, I think the thing I like the most about Fishers is I feel, um, you know, I'm, I'm vested in the community. I've, I've gone on my way to meet people, not because of my, what I do for a living, but I just like to know I have access or I, that when I talk to the mayor, if I see city councilmen, I, that they know who I am and I know who they are. And I feel like everybody in Fishers kind of has a voice. I, I don't feel like that happens in a lot of cities. Like when I see our chief Ed Gephardt, um, he goes out of his way to come say hi. When I see um, Chief Arusta, he, you know, he gives me a, you know, a side hug. I mean, these are people who are public servants and they work for our city, but I, I have access and I, I know, they know who I am, I know who they are. And I think for any town that you live in, any city, it's real important to feel like you, that you know people, that you, you have that sense of community around you. And honestly, that's why I started doing the Geist newsletter back in 2004. You know, I, I told people kind of offhanded, I said, I want to go to Marsh, you know, back when Marsh was around. And I want to go to Marsh and know who those people are that I'm walking around. And I was just curious um, as to my surroundings and the people who are around me and their backstories and why they were doing things. So that natural curiosity has carried me this far. And now I can say, I've lived in the Fishers area now for over uh, 24 years, and it's just nice knowing people and and just feeling like you have access yeah. to people that make a difference, and it makes you feel included. And I think that's that's something you don't. I, I can't get that somewhere else. I, I couldn't move to Florida and get that. I, I have yeah. to stay here in Fishers. Oh, that's so great. You're right. As as much as Fishers has grown over the years. There still is this uh, kind of small town connectivity thing mm -hmm. happening, right? And uh, yeah, and that's very intentional. That. It's not, and it is by design. But I, I don't think that most people. I, I think they think that's like a political thing. It, it's right. not. It's it's, it's not. just the way the city operates. You know, they don't do things without getting people's feedback, or including groups, and trying to get people involved and. If you're not involved, that's your, it's your own fault. There, there's several ways you can get involved. And if you haven't got involved, I just suggest going to the website, uh, fishers.in.us and signing up to be a volunteer and just get involved because it's, it's so nice to live in a town or a city, in our case, that you feel included yeah. and you feel like that you're part of something bigger. And that's exciting. Yeah, for sure. That is a great answer, man, for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, you mentioned 24 years ago you moved to Fishers. So question four, Tom, how did you get to Fishers? Okay, this is a crazy story. Um, <laughs> I've told this before, but I grew up in Indianapolis on the south side. So I I tell people I, I moved around the city clockwise. I started in Center Grove at 6 o'clock, and then I moved to the north side um, in, like two, in like 1994, 95, in that range. And... I had heard of Geist Reservoir. I had heard of it before. Obviously, I grew up here, but I never had been to Geist Reservoir. So in, two, in 1998, I was looking for a home. I, went, I had my office in Castleton. Still had never been to Geist. And 
I was interested in looking at a couple houses and I got hooked up with a realtor who's retired. And um, he showed me some houses I wanted to look at in Castleton area, like Castleton Farms and some places. I just wanted to kind of be close to the work. And he, he showed me the house I wanted to see, but then he said, I got this one house that's out by Geist. And I think you should go see it. It's in your price range. It's, you know, I was all right. So he drove me out there on 79th Street. Well, back then, 79th Street kind of came to a T at Fall Creek. You had to hang a right, and you had to go back left on the 82nd Street or whatever it was at the time. But it was kind of a weird jog, and there was like no homes out there. And I, I thought the realtor was taking me out to kill me, to be honest with you. I, I was like, where is he taking me? We we're right so far away from my office. There's no way I'm going to live this far from my office. There was nothing out there. So we came across 79th Street, and we went by Shorewalk, or Shorewood, or Shorewalk it is, Shorewalk. It's a small neighborhood um, just just west of uh, Oakland. And, uh, I'm sorry, just west of... Forget my street. It says Fox and Oakland, and yeah, so just west of there. Anyway, and I saw the water, and I said, "Was that Geist?" He said, "Yeah, that's that's Geist over there." You know, it's pretty small, right? It's not much over there. It's <laughs> the little cove. So anyway, he takes me to the house. I'm on the south side of Geist Reservoir. I'm off of 86 and Promontory, and as I say, my wife saw it and she loved it, and that's the house we picked. Still didn't know where Geist was. Okay. This is back before Google Maps. This is just <laughs> right. So I lived there for about a month and I was mowing grass. It was in the middle of the summer and my neighbor next door to me, we had a fence between us and we just happened to finish mowing at the same time. And we'd had some casual hellos, but never really talked. We shut off our mowers. He's smoking a cigar. The only time his wife would let him smoke a cigar. And it was a Saturday, and I kept hearing all these noises. It sounded like chainsaws. And I said, what is all that noise? What, you know, what, are people, like, cutting down trees, or is that, like, the lake or something? He's like, yeah, it's, like, jet skis and boats on guys. I said, well, how close are we to guys? And he looks at me like I got three heads, and he goes, <laughs> dude, he's like, just take Promontory Road, a block north of us, and you're going to end up in the water. And I was like, oh. I said, well, I've just... You know, I always go down Saint Street. All I see is a little cove of Shorewalk. I didn't know where Geist was, and so he says, "Well, next time he said, go to the office and go to Castleton, turn right on 86th Street, go north on Carroll Road. You'll go right over the reservoir, and you'll mm -hmm. see it." So I did that the following Monday, and I went to the office that day. And I remember coming over that hill at Fall Creek, and uh, right where the bridge comes over, guys. And they were just finishing the yacht club. So the yacht club was still under construction. They weren't open yet, but it was mm -hmm. it was like gonna open the next couple of months. I remember coming over the hill and seeing the water and seeing the yacht club and like, oh my god, we live here. <laughs> this is phenomenal. So I came home that night. My wife and I went over to uh, I think it was Eddie's at the time, but or maybe the Blue Heron, whichever restaurant was over there at the Geist Marina. We had dinner that night, we walked around. And I was like, I cannot believe mm. I didn't know this was here. And that's how I ended up here. Um, Amazing. And it's by coincidence that I started a magazine for guys, you know, yeah. a few years later. And, you know, now it's like I couldn't live anywhere else. But at the time, I had no idea <laughs> how beautiful guys was at the time. And here I am, you know, um, yeah. in the Geist magazine after 19 years. So it's Amazing. It's 
That is a crazy story. I I do I think of that neighbor like really <laughs> man like you don't even know yeah, like you like, just picked this house that's amazing. What are you talking about? Like why would you pick this house if you didn't know guys was over there? Right. Oh, that's awesome, man! Great, yeah. great story. Yeah. Uh, okay, question five, Tom. What's one thing you tell your younger self? Um. Well, so I this is funny because I just had this conversation with some younger franchisees just a couple days ago. I just turned 57 on Monday. It was my birthday. Awesome. And we celebrated in Cancun. We did a um, like an incentive trip for our top franchisees and our network. And we did an all-inclusive in Cancun. The last night we're there, we're sitting on a beach. And um, and I, I told them, I said, because they're all younger than me. I said, listen, guys, here's my advice to all of you. And I would tell this to myself, I tell to anybody, I say, find that good work-life balance. Don't work too hard. And that sounds crazy coming from somebody who has built a company and I've worked, you know, 20 hour days. And I, I, my first year in business in 93, I worked every day, but one for, for that first year, just trying to get my business started. So it sounds crazy coming to me from me now. But what I would tell people was, you know, the most valuable thing you have in your life is your time. And so don't piss it away by working for somebody else or working to make somebody else money or to make your advancements in your own career ladder. You know, I think one of the most powerful things I've heard recently came from Paul Sylvester, who's a good friend of mine. And we did a workshop that you attended and he talked about, you know, people spend you know, don't spend your whole life trying to climb a ladder. Try to build ladders for other people so that they can climb. In other words, try to be an influence. Try to help other people. And what you'll find in helping and building other people's ladders is that you're also elevating yourself. You just don't realize it at the time. And I just tell people, find that good work-life balance. Spend time with your kids. Spend time with your spouse. Spend time with your parents before they pass if you're that fortunate. And don't piss away your life working because the last thing you want to be, and this was my parting shot to my franchisees, you don't be the richest guy in the graveyard. It, mm -hmm. it does you no good. Your epitaph and your what you leave this earth with is going to be the memories you had with people, the influence you had on people. Um, the, the, the eulogy you get at the end is not how much money you had or how much you could scroll away or how, how good you did with crypto, <laughs> if that's still a thing. <laughs> it's how you spent your time. And so just use it wisely and invest your time and look at your time as an investment just like you do your money. And Amazing. look for that return with those um, family members, your kids, your friends. Worry about that. That'd be my parting shot to everybody. Wow. Amazing. There's a lot wrapped up into that. That's the people aspect of it. That's that's actually who we leave behind. You know, yep. our legacy was with the people that we've yep. impacted. That is incredible. Yep. Incredible. Yep. So there you go. There's my five things. Boom. Tom <laughs> Britt, everyone. Tom, thank you for joining Take Five today. We now that. know more about you, which is the point. You can avoid me because now you know all my dirty secrets. So you can stay away from me. <laughs> no one would want to do that, Tom. Uh, thanks, thanks for having me, Paul. It's thanks again, fun. man. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.